All right, I think we've got enough time. Uh, welcome, everybody. For those of you that don't know me in CryptoCore, most of you guys know me from other groups or personally, something along those lines. Uh, if you have any questions pertaining to who I am, uh, feel free to post them in events text. We'll get, we'll get to them. Other than that, I'll let Dimitri introduce himself. Yeah, hey guys, uh, my name is Dimitri. I'm a trader, investor, uh, you know, shit poster from Twitter. Uh, you know, I like crypto and I like helping other folks learn about crypto. So yeah, let's get started. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll go through the questions uh, beginning at the top and until uh, we're ready to tap or until you guys run out of questions. Uh, we'll just kind of alternate back and forth uh, between Dimitri and I. We've done a few of these in the past and uh, we both have uh, sometimes we have different answers for different questions. So we'll just kind of take over and uh, go from there. If any of the mo if there's any kind of audio issues throughout it, um, any of the mods want to jump in and let us know, uh, I'd appreciate it. Also, if um, uh, you guys keep an eye on the questions uh, for us in the events text, if somebody has a question uh, about something I'm speaking about right that moment, like a follow-up question, uh, feel free to let us know. So that way, as we're scrolling, scrolling through, we don't answer it like a half hour later. All right, Tyrannosaurus wrecked asked what is your vision for what this group can be one year from now uh one year from now i think it'll be uh too big to manage to be honest i think we're gonna have to start uh figuring out uh some kind of controls to keep the group from getting cluttered with uh too much conversation and and uh i guess just general content but uh we'll find a way to organize it i think a year from now most of you guys will be pretty confident in your training skills and we'll have uh, created a whole new, um, a, uh, oh man, I'm losing my words here. A whole new generation of traders. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I'm yeah, to Dimitri. yeah, I mean, my answer to that is I think all the things Nick just mentioned, they're gonna be things that are gonna happen like three, four months from now, not even a year from now. Um, they're like, what, what's that saying where people, uh, they overestimate what they can do. Uh, like they underestimate what they can do in a year or like they underestimate what they can do in a short period of time, but they overestimate what they can do in a long period of time. Uh, I think this is sort of like that. Um, the, the other thing is we're, we're all notoriously bad at making predictions, especially like a year from now. Like imagine looking back at yourself, whatever you were doing a year ago, um, when Ethereum was at like 20 bucks or whatever. It just, people are not good at making predictions. So uh, I'll just go with everything Nick said, but I'll like up that time scale to like three, four months. Yeah, you're entirely right. Uh, we do have some pretty big plans in the works that should come fruition about 90 days from now. Um, it is possible that we do move from Discord to our own platform at some point, but that's a whole nother conversation further down the line. Uh, there's a lot of cool features on Discord, but there's also a lot of ideas that um, we can't figure out how to implement on Discord just because of uh, the way it's set up. Um, CryptoNar had a follow-up question that Blue had posted. What goals do you have for the, did you have for the mountain on starting it? Uh, a, shut down paid groups. I think they're toxic. Um, I don't think anybody should be charging for this, uh, for the type of information that uh, can be available. I think if you're going to make money in um, teaching people, that's fine. But I think there's plenty of alternate ways to do it uh, without charging people personally for calls and signals. I honestly hate calls and signals um, when I do TA uh, and I give targets. It's typically a, a trade I'm in already and I'm sharing it because I have time. Um, other than that, I honestly hate giving targets to people because I'd rather them be educated enough to find their own targets and, and trade off of. And so initially that's what I wanted is a large decentralized community to train traders for uh, the coming chaos we're gonna have. If people think this is chaotic now with uh, crypto as far as trading goes, 
Uh, well, they're in for an even bigger surprise once Wall Street gets in this fully. Uh, we haven't even seen institution money in its entirety yet. I mean, they're just barely dipping their toes in it, but they will get complete, you know, in it completely. And at that point, every trader that does not have an education or the knowledge to trade against them uh, will get will lose their entire stack. It's going to be a wild west at some point if it's not already. And um, it's uh, the goal is here to educate people. Um, we're going to keep the group free. We do have a way to monetize it down the, the line. And actually, everybody will be um, uh, have a chance to make money off of it. But uh, future details to come on that. That's that's another conversation. All right, next question. Sorry, I have to scroll back up every time. Uh, whatever it takes asked how much in a single trade. I have no idea what that means, whatever it takes. If you could... Uh, so right. how, much, how much money you, you can make in a single trade. It's an irrelevant question. Yeah, could, could yeah. I mean, it, it, any questions are going to fly in here. So um, I guess it just depends personally. If you want to clarify on that, whatever it takes, I'll answer it the best way I can later. Uh, you want to take this next question? Yeah, advice and risk management strategies for trading a small account balance with hopes of growing it much larger. Um, so Nick, like me and Nick have totally different trading styles. He's more of a, uh, he just trades way more frequently than I do. Uh, he's also a better trader because he's been doing it much longer. And he, like for Nick, this is, it's literally his job. It's his livelihood. Uh, it's not so much for me. Uh, well, it, it is, but it, it's not to the degree that it is for Nick. Um, so when I trade, I'm, I, I tend to be very, very risk averse. Um, and like those things that you read, like if, if you do read about trading, uh, if you read things like, you know, don't, don't short in a uh, bear market. Uh, I mean, don't short in a bull market. Don't go, uh, you know, long in a bear market, like those axioms, I guess, whatever you call them. Um, I try to look at those as rules. Um, and, you know, there, there's, you know, dozens of those types of small things. But um, if you're a beginner trader, I would, that's where I would start, sort of getting your head around those, uh, like, basic uh and like well-known advice that exists around risk management risk management and strategies and i would uh just get yourself familiar with those also to elaborate on that um so risk management is something i always pound into traders uh you can have bad ta skills but if you have good risk management and good discipline um you can still be profitable you always want to use stop losses. I'm always pounding this in people, especially when you're leveraged. I know there's a lot of traders that claim they don't use stop losses and that's, that's fine and dandy, but I promise you um, over time you will get screwed by that. And yes, I know, Oh, you get stopped out and then, you know, the trend reverses back to the way you wanted it to. And now you're out of your position. Yeah, that sucks, but that's just part of trading. The risk reward ratio greatly outweighs the uh, missed profits from getting stopped out when it comes to protecting yourself with stop losses. Uh, stop losses are imperative to my trading strategy. Um, I do make a lot of trades when I am trading and they are typically um, higher than normal amounts, but any, any trader that's done this for a long time or anybody with a sizable account would be lying if they said that, uh, they don't use stop losses at all. You, you have to use them. I, I just don't care. Like is, people are, the markets are too hard to predict 100% accurate and you need to use stop losses in order not to get wrecked. That also leads me to my next point is don't bet everything you have on one trade. Um, you mentioned trading a small account balance with hopes of growing it much larger. Well, that's the goal for everybody is to grow it larger, right? But nobody does it in leaps and bounds. You do it very slowly with baby steps. You take your time. Um, just be patient. There's so much money going around in crypto. There's not, there's never been a better market to trade in if you're a trader than crypto in all of history of finance. Like there's, 
so many opportunities in crypto. We've never seen anything like this. So just take it slow. Uh, volatility is crazy quick in crypto and you just need to use proper risk management throughout all your trading, whether it be stop losses, um, portfolio distribution, uh, also emotions are a big thing. Uh, keep your emotions out of it. Learn to trade without any emotions, whether you have to meditate before you trade or meditate in the morning or meditate at the night at night or meditate every hour. Um, I know meditation helps me keep emotions out of it. You, you just got to learn to be um, unbiased when it comes to trading. It doesn't matter if you like a particular coin, like just don't even look at the tag, look at the TA and uh, long-term you'll be much better off that way. Too many people get stuck in trades with coins that they just like the idea and the fundamentals, but the TA doesn't line up. You just gotta be patient, work at it slow and take baby steps. Uh, I also want to add that, like when it started, he mentioned discipline. Uh, I, I think by far the most difficult thing of uh, almost anything you, you want to achieve in life, it's probably discipline and consistency. Um, those are the two things you want to try to get good at uh, in, in any goal you're, you're trying to accomplish. And that's probably the, the hardest thing to, uh, to nail down. Right. Yeah. Um, discipline is everything. I mean, TA should come secondary. Trading strategy and discipline and proper trading techniques should come first. You, you really can be profitable uh, without knowing TA if you just use proper trading strategy. It is possible. Uh, Sabotage Beats asked a follow-up question. Do you have issues getting stop hunted? Uh, I do not. <laughs> I have issues going stop hunting. Sometimes, you know, I'll miss or uh, a big ass wall that was hidden will pop up. But uh, it does suck when you get stopped out and the trade reverses immediately on your stop and you want to FOMO back in. Uh, my recommendation and something I practice is not FOMO back into my trade right there. I'll take a look at the TA and look for the next opportunity. Trading doesn't need to be rushed. Trading doesn't need to happen every single minute, every single hour, even every single day. Um, it's coming from somebody who goes on 18 hour days trading and I, I just shut off everything and I'll trade for a solid 18 hours. But point is just be patient with it. If you get stopped out, it doesn't matter. Look for the next opportunity. All right, scrolling back up. Hold on. Yeah. Jenny Sins asks uh, for crypto, the crypto will be effective in the future or will it be totally useless? Is it just a fashion move? Uh, I think the question Johnny's asking is, is crypto something that's going to be around 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now? Or is it um, just like just a fad that's uh, going on right now? I'll tell you. Um, yeah, yeah you, you can answer first. Uh, the real question is, is traditional finance going to be effective in the future? Of course, blockchain technology is going to be effective and used, it's definitely not gonna be useless. It's here to stay. Um, traditional finance is what's threatened right now. So in my opinion, the real question is, uh, what's the limits of blockchain technology and when will traditional finance or traditional technologies be phased out? Yeah, my, um, I'm, I'm super bullish on long-term cryptocurrency, cryptocurrencies in general. Uh, I'm most bullish on Bitcoin right now. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a currency, it's borderless, it's neutral, it's censorship resistant, um, and it's open to all participants and is a trusted network despite having a, despite having a lack of central governments. That, I mean, I, I think that's something that's huge and it's it's probably the reason why I'm way more bullish on Bitcoin than I am on uh, you know, hashtag or print quotes blockchain. Um, blockchain is boring and I'm not as interested in anything that has to do with blockchain than I am. Uh, things that have to do with uh, currency and money and um, yeah. So settlement coins is what, what you like? Yeah. Much. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, moderators, if somebody does have a follow-up question, um, just instead of posting it in text, so that way we don't have to scroll up and down, 
uh, just uh, jump in the audio and let us know. Okay, um, Cred asked when moon, when targets. Yeah, that Cred guy, he's, uh, he's eventually gonna figure out how to find a target, huh? Uh, Martin asked, what, what do privacy coins like Monero and Zcash offer that Bitcoin doesn't? Um, in terms of utility adoption or other factors, is there the Bitcoin standard uh, like booked, get to know any of the alts better or is it just do your own research thingy for the rest of the market? It's definitely do your own research. Um, there is not a single publication on privacy coins or alts. Uh, there's so much information out there on the internet. I mean, I never stop learning. Every day I learn something new and I've been in this since 2012. Um, Google has a plethora, even better, use presearch.org because then you can get paid in crypto to search instead of Google. But um, presearch or any kind of search engine, I should say, uh, has a plethora of information. You, you can find every answer you need for every indicator, for every coin, it's all on there. Just keep in mind some of it's biased and try to uh, do you know, pretty extensive research. As far as what do privacy coins have that Bitcoin doesn't? Uh, so Bitcoin has a public ledger. Um, obviously there's no names attached to the address. Monero and other privacy coins are similar, but their ledger is not as public. Uh, they use a number of uh, techniques and encryption to mass transactions and to see where they're going to and coming from. Uh, so in terms of difference and what they do that Bitcoin does not, they just offer more privacy when it comes to um, watching transactions. Yeah, to add, uh, to add on top of that, like, like you said, like Nick said, Bitcoin is not anonymous. You can think of it as being pseudo-anonymous in the way that if you go and you sign up to, uh, let, let's say like Twitter or Reddit, and you don't give your your real name and your real date of birth, um, that's sort of the same anonymity that Bitcoin has. Bitcoin only becomes, uh, I guess, your your, bit, your 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 identity is basically only revealed when you when you give it, uh, in the way that eventually you're going to link it to some, uh, you know, possibly some exchange or some uh, bank account when you're doing a trade. Or when you, you know, you, your, your anonymity is there so long as you do not expose yourself, I guess, so to say, right? Like you can, you can have a Twitter account that's public, but then you can uh, put out a picture of yourself and you can tell people what your real name is and then you're no longer uh, anonymous. That, that's sort of how Bitcoin works. Whereas with Monero, uh, using as an example privacy is uh mandatory meaning your the amount of uh let's say coins you're sending or the address you're sending from or the address uh that's receiving it th these things are these things are hidden uh so huge so currently that that is the main difference between the two uh in the future like yeah you can bitcoin might have some sort of privacy uh, features, but um, you know that's it's it's a long it's a long road to get there from where it currently is. Uh, tomorrow, as Blue had mentioned uh, right below that question, there is a um, in-depth look into privacy coins tomorrow that they're doing here in the events chat. Um, so you might want to tune in for that. We'll make an announcement. Uh, Blue, do you have a time for that yet? Uh, something like that. I don't have my clock pulled up, but uh, yeah, something like that. We'll make an announcement right after this for that. Uh, it would definitely be interesting. While you guys are doing that, I'll be using my privacy coins to buy bottles in the club. Since it's Friday and all. Um, Dimitri, you want to take this next one about fundamental analysis? Yeah. Uh, Gabe asks, what about, funda what about fundamental analysis will carry over this year and what to not fall for with crypto FA? Um, you know how folks say uh, TA doesn't work and or like TA only works in traditional markets 
because, you know, they're established and like we know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to argue and say the exact opposite in that fundamental analysis is less important in crypto than it is in uh, traditional markets. Uh, and like, like, think about it, right? Crypto is, crypto is uh, speculatively driven. Uh, if you're looking at something like, uh, you know, Apple or Google or um, like another stock that relies on heavy fundamentals. Uh, and when I say heavy fundamentals, I mean like, uh, like take an oil stock, you know, where are they mining this oil or how are they transporting it? What are, what are the routes? What are the most efficient routes for those, uh, for that transport? Um, Traditional trading, traditional trading is based on a lot of things that crypto does not have, uh, such as an asset debt, um, also macroeconomic trends, uh, you know, companies that are dependent on a country, um, also taxes, things like that. There, there's a number of factors that go into traditional yeah. trading and with the fundamentals with crypto, not so much. Um, understand that 99% of the market valuations right now for crypto is bet on one or two years out from now. Most everybody does not have a, um, a product that, would, that justifies the market cap it currently has. This is extremely speculative trading. Uh, that's why it's so great for traders because it's speculative. We want volatility and we want speculation. But just keep in mind, uh, most, most of these uh, traders that use fundamentals are betting on the price of the coin a year or two out and how those fundamentals play into our everyday lives. And so, yeah, uh, Nick cleared it up better than I could. Um, to, to summarize that, to summarize, uh, technicals work so well with crypto because there's not other things that could uh, like blurry, whatever it is you're looking at. There's no fundamentals to worry about there. You're, you're not worried about uh, like real world things that are going on. You're, you're, only, work, you're only worrying about uh, people's psychology and uh, funky lines in a chart. Right. Okay. So Tan Crypto Nerian asked, what is your favorite TA trading setup that always seems to work out in your favor? Uh, I don't have a, I'm assuming you mean indicators. I don't have a favorite setup. Um, I use multiple indicators for multiple situations. Every situation is different. I have indicators I use on smaller timeframes that I don't use on larger timeframes and vice versa. Um, I, however, I am a heavy volume trader. I think volume is uh, king when it comes to day trading because volume predicts or moves price movement. So every time there is a reaction in price, it's because of volume, right? Not because of momentum indicators, things like that. So I like to focus on volume. I do use other indicators such as uh, momentum indicators and strength indicators, but I do like uh, volume more than anything. Um, volume is a very accurate predictor for day trading. So I, I highly recommend you learn your volume indicators. Uh, you also, Tan Cryptonerian also asked, and for leverage trading on BitMEX, do you prefer to go lower leverage and set stop loss orders or go higher leverage and adjust leverage so your liquidation price is used as your stop loss? It's kind of a complex uh, question for me because I use various leverage depending on risk and also the um, market situation that we're in. So if... I also use leverage trading uh, the way it's supposed to be used as a hedge. For instance, uh, I only short to protect the dollar value of my portfolio. I don't short to make money. If I end up making money, profit on a short, then great. But when I open up a short, my target is to protect the dollar value of my entire portfolio. And I use longs to make money. Um, it just works out better when you're focused like that as far as leverage trading. Um, as far as stop losses and lower leverage, I use stop losses on high um, leverage and also low leverage. However, uh, there is some times when I'll, ex when I'll enter into a trade with extremely high leverage and no stop loss because it's a, it truly is a hedge, a short. Um, and if I lose that money, that's fine, but I will open up an extremely high leverage position to protect the entire dollar value of something I see coming, uh, but is not entirely confirmed. And if it gets liquidated, that's fine. Um, that's what leverage is actually for is, you only bet uh, a portion of what you would like to protect. And, but um, all in all, uh, it just depends on the situation for me. Um, if it's a high leverage 
uh, trade, it's typically because it's a risky trade and I want to use very little um, of my own capital on the trade. Baxter McGillicuddy asked, is this a sucker's rally? Well, there's one person uh, on earth that knows a sucker's rally better than anybody, and he's the other person doing this Q&A, so I'll let Dimitri take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not a day trader. I, I trade really, really long, uh, like, confirmations. Like, so for me, it's like we're still in a downtrend, um, and we're going to be in a downtrend until we're not in a downtrend. Um, so... Uh, until we're out of a downtrend, I, I'd say this is a sucker's rally. Right. There, there is a lot of traders out there that are claiming we're bullish now. And you can say we're bullish, but what do you mean? The next five minutes, next hour, next four hours, next day, year, month, you know, it, it, it's pretty broad. And I noticed traders like to keep time frames out of it when they say, oh, we're bullish now. And then next thing you know, we're correcting. Um, I, I wait for confirmation before I make any kind of exit exclamation like that for now we are still in a bear trend overall uh if we're talking about you know next five minutes the next day that's different but um as far as the current trend we're in from uh december we are in a bear trend still when we break out of that then it's confirmation of a bull market but we're far off, far off from that now that doesn't mean that you can't get uh you know longs in uh, on a bullish rally but um Nothing is confirmed yet as far as the overall trend with Bitcoin. Uh, Miningcrafts asks, can I ask about a specific altcoin XZZ is looking good? Sounds more like a statement than a question. Good to know. Camus uh, asked, many famous people or funds are now calling some target for BTC, uh, like Draper and Pantera. Oh boy, two of my favorites. In your opinion, after 2020, how do you imagine Bitcoin value adoption, et cetera? Do you lean towards a real digital currency or a store of value leaving the currency thing to other coins? Uh, do you think the limited supply will someday force people to trade for a fraction of a Bitcoin? Uh, people still trade for a fraction of a Bitcoin. Uh, go look at any of the order books. It's, uh, there's very small trades going on. But yeah, um, I do think people will be forced to trade a fraction of it. Uh, the first question was, in your opinion, after 2020, how do you imagine Bitcoin? Uh, I, definitely, I definitely imagine the adoption is widespread. Um, it depends on what kind of attacks are drummed up on Bitcoin. Uh, when we were having our rally uh, up to 20K, there was a number of attacks on Bitcoin from the Bcash people and um, other entities including spamming the blockchain. Uh, as of right now, Bitcoin does not need to be replaced or does not need bigger block size. It's fine. Uh, I just sent a transaction for seven pennies. Uh, I think it was last night and it was a pretty large transaction and it confirmed almost instantly. Like I'm talking like a minute. Uh, Bitcoin is fine as a whole. As soon as we start having attacks to uh, tear it down, then, you know, yeah, the scaling debate happens again, but um, overall, I think adoption will be pretty big. And as with any new technology, it, first, let me give a disclaimer on this. I'm a big Bitcoin maximalist. I, you know, I believe in Bitcoin 100%. Bitcoin started this all. But on that point, Bitcoin started it all. And just like with any new technology, the first, uh, the first one out with that technology is eventually replaced. So I do see one day, not any time in the near future, Bitcoin actually being replaced um as a digital currency do you want to touch on that dimitri yeah sure i actually want to touch on how like draper and pantera and mcafee and all these dudes why they're bringing up the year 2020 and uh how they're coming up with the value uh for bitcoin and at you know at 2020 uh so they're the way they're basing the value of bitcoin is uh they're making the assumption that folks are going to still be mining Bitcoin uh, in, at 2020. And they're assuming that uh, if folks are mining Bitcoin, it means that they're, they're mining it because it's still profitable, right? Uh, they're also making the assumption that they're going to be using at least as much energy to mine Bitcoin as they're using now. Uh, and they're also taking into account that in at around May 2020, uh, 
the reward is going to be uh, cut in two. Uh, having the halving is having my English is so bad. Uh, basically, the mining reward is going to be cut in two in around two years. And if folks are still mining Bitcoin in you know two years from now, uh, you know they're extrapolating that the value of Bitcoin is going to be much larger than that is now based on the fact that people are going to be mining it. Uh, and the reward is going to be half of what it is right now. Tyler Crypto has a question for both of us. He asked, how long did you guys come into trading? Uh, how long trading crypto or other markets? And how did you tr transition to full-time trading, if so? Um, I can't, so actually, when I left high school, I wanted to go to college to go into Wall Street. Wall Street was always very attractive. And so I kind of had a little bit of a TA background coming out of high school. Um, I'm 33 now, so I'll do the math on how long ago that was. But I, I originally had gone to college to enter into Wall Street, um, a couple of specific areas that I wanted to enter into at the time that were really um, exploding. One of it was uh, mergers and acquisitions. It doesn't have a lot to do with uh, TA, but uh, I just was always very attracted to Wall Street and the amount of money flowing through there. Um, so I had been trading uh, options in Forex throughout that time till 2012 when uh, I discovered Bitcoin. Uh, it's an extremely long story how I came across Bitcoin, uh, but I think it was about seven or eight dollars at that time. And uh, this is late 2012. And from there, you know, it was just kind of, nobody really realized um, that it was an investment. Uh, it could be an investment vehicle, a way to make money. It just uh, the libertarian in me saw the chance for individualism and people to control their own um, their own wealth, and that that's what was attractive to to it about me, or that's what was attractive to it. That's what was attractive about it to me. You got to forgive me. I'm on like three hours of sleep last night, and I've had very little coffee, so I'm mixing up my words a lot. Um, my transition of full time trading. Uh, so I, I did quite a bit of trading before crypto. Um, I also had a couple of businesses too, but it allowed me to uh, day trade. I went full time into crypto trading around the time Gox had its debacle. Um, but yeah, so as far as the transition goes, it just kind of happened. It just kind of consumed me. And then uh, like 2015, 2016, is when I really started to see some major money from trading and uh, I was full blown into it. I tried to retire uh, January of 2017 and just uh, travel around, but that didn't last, last a couple of weeks. And I just kind of accepted it. Uh, I'm going to do this forever now and I'm happy with it. It's what makes me happy. Uh, Dimitri, on the other hand, he used to run the biggest hedge fund on Wall Street. So I'll let him take over on this one. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been in crypto for about a year and a half or so. Uh, before crypto, I've had some experience trading options um, because that's what all the cool kids did in undergrad. Um, I mean, that's about it. I, I transitioned into crypto. Uh, at first, I was just interested in just, you know, just reading about the, the tech, and then I'm like, hey, um, let me let me buy some stuff and you know, one thing led to another and I'm, you know, looking at charts all day. Oh, and uh, yeah, so how, how did you tradition to full-time crypto trading? Um, so I actually <laughs> transitioned into crypto during the big, the worst bear market in uh, all of crypto, which is you know, this current bear market. I, uh, I left my nice six-figure plus paying job at around at around January ish, like mid January. So, um, yeah, it was good. I like it. That's how you could tell uh, when somebody likes crypto when they leave their job and you know the worst bear market of all time. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, so Nick twenty three asked: the more price action touches a trend line, does that increase the chain? chance i think you meant that the price will break through or be rejected from that trend line uh if it's resistant or support the, the more it uh, touches it and not breaks through uh it's the chances of it being rejected go up if you keep testing a support you fall through it that's guaranteed you can't keep testing a support or you can't keep testing a resistance it's going to end up uh, breaking the bulls or the bears whichever um, direction it's going 
there's some trading there's some trading terms that traders use that I don't believe in, like double tops. Um, I don't believe in double tops, but uh, yeah, that's a whole nother story. It just, the, the more it touches it, no, it does not increase the chance that it will break it. Increases uh, the chance it'll be rejected. Yeah, Camus asks, you don't talk about alts. Are you an investor or do you only trade BTC plus MEX? If you are, can you develop a little? Uh, dude, it's a bear market. You don't, you don't want to trade alts during a bear market. It's super, super risky. If you go back a couple of months, we were, you know, talking about alts, you know, every single day. It just, this is my opinion. You, you don't want to trade alts during a bear market. There are a few. So I trade mainly Bitcoin um, just because there's liquidity. Um, I'm a leverage trader more than anything. Um, I've never sold all of my Bitcoin to fiat. Never. I use leverage to hedge the drops. Um, but that being said, when I do trade alts, it's a little bit different than the average individual. I like to take pretty large positions. And um, in order to transition into those positions, I need to have a lot of liquidity. So I either need to have some solid inside information to take the time to do that, to build the position, or I have to really, really believe in the fundamentals or the TA shows it's going to pop right there. Um, it's kind of time management for me, whether it's worth it. Uh, it takes time for me to position into um, any number of these 5,000 alts that we have out there. You know, I'm not going to watch all those. I don't have time for that. I can make more money trading Bitcoin with leverage uh, than I can with alts. If you're not a leverage trader, then yeah, alts are great. But for me personally, um, I really don't focus on alts a lot unless I'm involved in the project or I have you know, some kind of information that hasn't been released yet um, or the markets, you know, I guess, or the order books are thin enough that I can control the price, if that makes any sense. Uh, New Edward post said, you posted an educational video regarding CMF indicator, which I found to be interesting. What other indicators, oscillators do you recommend studying? Um, you're talking about the post on trading view where I broke down the CMF, the tutorial. Uh, yeah, there, there's a number of indicators. I mean, I use a lot. I use the Stotch, I use CMF, OBV, MFI, um, RSI, MACD, Ichimoku, Bollinger Bands, um, TD Sequential. I mean, the list goes on. It just depends on the situation, but I do recommend studying volume. I don't think there's enough volume traders out there. And I, I promise you, if you master volume, then you master uh, trading. That's, that's the key to all this. Um, I'm gonna be continuing that series. Uh, I was trying to do it every day. And then I got banned from TradingView for watermarking my charts with my social media, my Snapchat, my Instagram. Um, apparently you can't do that, but my charts were being stolen by some other scammy paid groups as if they were their own, like their own tutorial. And so I, I watermarked one, the TD sequential, which I need to re-upload and I got banned from that. And uh, during that week, my ban, a lot of things came up and I've been pretty busy trying to take care of those. So um, I will continue that series here soon and try to put one out every day. I'm just trying to catch up on everything. Plus launch on this group took, took away a little bit of time, but study them all. Uh, you're going to use every single indicator at some point in every scenario. Uh, muffin. Uh, muffin top, yeah. Muffin top asks. I'm not sure if this would be feasible, but any plans in setting up master node or staking pools? Uh, are you talking about? Do you want us to talk about master nodes or staking pools, or are you talking about setting up like a crypto mountain master node or staking pools? I have the Zcoin master node. Uh, can talk about that, but I'm, in my opinion, I'm not the biggest fan of pooling uh, like community money. I know there has been talks about setting up a channel for that if we haven't done it already um, in here. Do uh, you want to take Camus's question real fast? The next one. Yeah, like, do you believe in those alts or are you just trading them as shitcoins solely to harvest BTC? Why don't you think there's room for some alts to succeed along with BTC? Um, it, it depends. Uh, I, like, I like Monero, Nick likes Monero. 
Uh, I've held I've held Monero since its inception. So yeah, it, there is. It, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I meant to say this. There is certain alts that I've held for a very long time, and I'll continue to hold, and I still trade in and out of them. Yeah, I, I I'd have to agree with that. I think there is. I think there's definitely room for uh, other coins to uh, succeed along with Bitcoin. Uh, I was talking about the Wall Street cheat sheet. Do you have any thoughts on that? The next question. Is that the one where it's uh, like what stage we're, we're in, uh, like that FUD, that FUD sheet? Is that what he's referring to? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even look at it. I, it's, I don't think it's applicable. Okay. Um, Zquan. Nope, that's not a question. Let me scroll down. Ecini asked, "What is your minimum buy amount? Whether a coin is four cents or four hundred dollars, do you have a minimum amount you want to spend initially to make a good profit?" Uh, I'm not going to give you exact amounts because then you kind of understand the, my portfolio size. But uh, my minimum buy amount. Uh, is usually dependent on um, the the risk reward ratio of the trade and also my portfolio. If I have too many alts, then you know I'll take a small position. Um, I guess it's all just about portfolio management when it comes down to that. Sentry asked Nick, "What advice for people that are good that are not good at trading? Is investing in long term projects a better opinion?" Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're a new trader, start with your long-term timeframes, and uh, as you get better, move to smaller timeframes. Hold on one second, guys. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, asks, what lifestyle or tips, nutrition supplements, et cetera, do you use to keep your head clear? Um, I just take a multivitamin and some fish oils. That's about it. Get lots of sleep. Or try to. Uh, exercise. Yeah, exercise is good. I meditate a lot, um, especially when I'm entering into big trades. I meditate a lot, clear my head. Uh, lifestyle tips, I mean, yeah, you definitely want to stay healthy. Healthy body equals healthy brain and a, a clear head. Okay, Dwayne Norman asked, what exchanges do you set your stops on? Can you really trust these exchanges, especially BitMEX, not to dis disseminate overall stop information to external parties? Do you ever mask your stops and don't show them to exchanges? Uh, yeah, I, I try to mask everything to be honest. Um, but no, I mean, Bit, BitMEX in particular is not a regulated exchange, so keep that in mind uh, when you have your money on there. Um, but I set my stop losses on every exchange, yeah. What uh, I mean, it's basically counterparty risk. Uh, anytime you're dealing with exchanges, uh, whether it's BitMEX, BitFinex, anytime your money's there, the, the re and like. The reason why you have such a good opportunity to make a lot of money is because at any time, any of these exchanges can go down and you could lose all of your money. Uh, that's basically uh, what counterparty risk is. Give me one second. I'm uh, scrolling back up. Johnny Sins asks, do you think the leverage on BitMEX is a trap? or it can be, use, be a useful thing if we learn how to use this one. How old are these two guys, please? <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, yeah, leverage on BitMEX is a trap. So if you haven't used it, don't use it. BitMEX will st steal all your money along with all the whales on there. So that's my recommendation to you on leverage trading. Um, however, leverage trading is very useful. I just, there's too many fresh traders out there using leverage and they're getting wrecked. Um, how old are these two guys, please? I'm assuming you're talking about me and Demetria. I'm, I'm 33. I'm 25. 
Sabotage. Can you talk about Verge's privacy tech or lack thereof? No, I cannot. I don't know anything about it. Don't care. Uh, maybe they can cover that tomorrow. Uh, is there any chance this will, this will be a recording available of the session? I'm at work and no PC. Yep, uh, we are recording this. Uh, make sure you want to take that on master notes. You're more knowledgeable on that than I am. I don't uh, don't 100% understand the question. Common fit pulls it master notes, like setting it up or like what's what's the question? Not sure. And like PM me for it. Kryptonar asked, what indicators should a new focus on mastering as a starting point? Any of them. Just take each one, one by one, and learn about it. Google it. See if there's any information in this group about it. Talk with people about it. Play around with it. Practice it. Look at its history um, in relation to price action. Uh, as far as focusing on what, like one single, just take it a step at a time and uh, take your time on it. Um, yeah, I I would recommend looking at the like the most common indicators like the like the MACD, RSI, crossovers, uh, some a few volume indicators. Those would probably be a, a good place to start. Lots of questions on Bitmax here. Uh, Cyberpunk asks, give some tips on trading on Bitmax. Okay, here's a tip: uh, don't eat yellow snow, and also don't trade on Bitmax. Uh, do you guys take long-term trades on BitMEX? If yes, then how many days? Also, if you sum up everything you've learned until now by trading on BitMEX, what would it be? Um, I do take long-term trades. I've had a short open for a very long time um, on this bear market. I didn't hit the top uh, at all, but it was a smaller position that I took with uh, extremely little leverage that I've held open. Um, however, and it's not on BitMEX actually. However, um, I do day trade and enter in close positions all day, weekly, just depends on the situation again. I, I also uh, I think it's, you, you wanna mention that uh, when you say you're BitMEX trading, I think a lot of folks are assuming that you're going like 70, 80, 90X on your Bitcoin trades. Uh, I think you should clarify with them that you're doing like 2Xs, 3Xs, you know, 5Xs on a, on a really good day. I think my, my, my average trade is 10 to 20 X. Uh, however, I do go 25 or 50, um, but I would not go 50 X. I don't even like saying that. Cause then people are like, well, if he does it, I can do it. Um, I do a 50 X as a hedge knowing that's going to get it. It's going to get liquidated. I don't care about it. I move on to the next uh, trade. It's just, if I see something coming, that's not confirmed. I'll open up a high leverage position. Uh, Muffin top made a statement with the mountain group. I'm not sure what that means. Um, by the way, back to that question that Cyberpunk asked, it, look, BitMEX is a very volatile whales playground. Unless you're a whale on there, able to trade $5 million or more, I do not recommend doing it. It's very easy to move that floating price around. The mark price is controlled by Bitstamp and GDAX. So if somebody really wanted to push prices around on BitMEX, they can through Bitstamp and GDAX, and then also slam that floating rate around for entries and exits and stop hunts, uh, even though stop hunts are actually based on mark price. But beside the point, BitMEX is a dangerous place and so is leverage trading. So I, I really recommend, and I know nobody's gonna listen to this, but I do recommend you practice swing trading strategies first and then day trading, and then possibly look at leverage trading. You need at least a year of trading experience before you go to leverage trading. Um, but I know better and I know everybody will learn the hard way, but just don't say I didn't tell you guys. I should probably mention that I don't, I don't leverage trade and I, I I'm only trading. I, I mean, I do technically trade, but it's, it's one X leverage. So, uh, yeah, like I, I don't even leverage trade and I've been trading crypto for over a year. Wayward asked, uh, this is probably a question for both of us, is trading something that is an everyday learning experience career? Uh, for me, it is, yes. Um, I also do advisory work for ICOs, um, but that's very little time. And also blockchain companies. Um, or can you treat it like another source of income by, and still have a separate day job and career? Yeah, there's plenty of people that have separate day jobs and careers. Um, it's really just up to your personal um, time management. Um, Dwayne asked, I know and understand what counterparty risk is. <clears throat> Isn't the counterparty risk on leverage exchanges, again, focusing on big 
BitMEX significant enough to warrant exclusion of the platform and focusing on more trustworthy, unleveraged platforms? Yep, absolutely. Uh, anytime, anytime you're holding crypto, anytime somebody has access to your private keys that isn't you, uh, you're exposed to counterparty risk. Even if you're using Coinbase, uh, anytime, anytime you have somebody else holding your coins, you're exposed to counterparty risks. Yeah. Uh, you want to take this next question from Baxter? Uh, this is something I've already learned, but for a few new folks, how does one filter out the noise when scouring Twitter, private groups, public groups, et cetera, for ideas? Um, I just don't look at any of those, to be honest. Uh, and a lot of like you're gonna ask a lot of folks who have been in crypto for some time the more time they spend in crypto the more weight they give to their own um opinions because the bottom line is most folks uh they have a very small edge on anything they're doing and you're likely not going to be able to replicate whatever edge they've developed Right. Uh, one thing to keep in mind with social media, too, um, I was a part of a project a couple of years ago that was um, ahead of its time that people are doing now. And that was to study trends on social media with um, trading. Uh, the thing is, by the time something hits social media, it's already happened. If they're talking about it or if there's some kind of idea, it's usually too late. That's why it's important to learn. Um, learn how to form your own analysis instead of relying on other people's uh, so you can spot it way ahead uh worker x and bitmex 25x leverage asked both the same exact question uh possibly the same person with two alternate accounts uh but what is your system of logging your trades and transactions for tax reasons um, every exchange has exportable csv files for that uh roderick should you value people's opinions at twitter it seems like a lot of people are shilling their own bags so they never neutral with their vision or am i wrong with this nope you're right um don't value people's opinions on twitter it's very hard to stay neutral like it's it just is and you have to accept that i think I, nick lost mount gox uh <laughs> coins i believe is that, is that I, I actually did not get caught up in the mount gox debacle if i did i it was very small at the time and uh i can't remember but yeah i did not have anything there at that moment um it was kind of a weird uh scenario for me that kind of saved my ass but no i i don't recall any exchanges um that have been hacked that i lost money on if if it was, if I did, it was a very small amount. Um, in that sense, I'm lucky too, by the way. What's the difference between direction trading and swing trading, if any? Oh boy. Um, I mean, so like swing trading is typically two weeks, week or more. Um, direction trading, not... 100% sure on what you're asking there. Um, maybe you can elaborate on that, Prof. Uh, Medra, any advice for someone without access to a PC and only trading via mobile phone? Uh, yeah, sell some of your crypto and buy a PC. Uh, I, it's really hard to trade on a phone, man. Uh, Cyberpunk is asking again about BitMEX. Um, tell you what. There's lots of BitMEX tutorials out there, but maybe some of the group members will put together some kind of resource for everybody to study. Um, so we can go over that. But I don't recommend using BitMEX. Use the, um, they have a practice uh, area for BitMEX. Practice there before you do any of that. But yeah, maybe we can do a whole tutorial on that. Uh, Nano, do you guys keep a trade journal? If so, what specific things do you log about each trade? I do not, but I know Dimitri has pages of trade journal. Not really. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I track my trades, but it's, it's very easy for me to do it because 
I probably make less trades in a year than Nick does in a week. So for me, it's like I can remember the last the trades I've made in the last uh, like three, four months. The only trade I can remember is the one I opened up on shorting BCH, and that was just recently. Ooh. Uh, and actually, on that note, I might be putting out some analysis on this here soon on Bitcoin Cash. Sabotage, would you say it's riskier to hodl in hardware warrant, hardware wallet without stop losses or have stop losses set in an exchange? What are your thoughts on BitMEX futures cash and carry? Um, well, it's not risky to hold in a hardware wallet. You can't put a stop loss in a hardware wallet. It's not an exchange. It just holds it. Um, yeah, it's definitely less riskier to control your own keys than keep it on an exchange. Uh, below that, Potato posted the test net for BitMEX, um, if you guys want to practice. Um, if nobody has any other questions to post here, um, I think we'll wrap this up. Uh, yeah, give us one second, though. No more thoughts on BitMEX, guys, sorry. My only thought on BitMEX is don't do it. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I, I get off on liquidating people on BitMEX and so do other whales. Like it's a dangerous place. Probably shouldn't margin trade. Nano asked, do you trade on any other markets, Forex, stock futures, commodities? Uh, I do not anymore. Um, I used to, but it does not make sense to keep any capital in traditional trading when crypto is so profitable. Um, I don't trade other markets, but I do keep uh, keep my eye on traditional markets and I manage my money that is outside of crypto. You know, Vanguard, small cap index funds, uh, mutual funds, uh, dividend portfolios, et cetera, et cetera. Give it one sec. Um, if, Niels, if you want to go ahead and make your announcement while everyone's typing out the rest of these questions, go ahead. Okay. Um, thank you guys for coming. Uh, from my understanding, Sabotage Beats was not happy about some of the uh, answers. Uh, too bad, buddy. Don't know what to say to you. Um, if you don't like uh, my answers, then don't come to the Q&A. Simple as that. That's my trading strategy. It's worked very well for me. And anybody that wants to put their portfolio up against mine, as far as the last five years returns, ROE, they're welcome to it. But uh, that's my trading strategy. And if you don't like some of the uh, strategies I have, well, that's what the Q&A is for. Appreciate it, guys. See you, folks. Uh, hey, Tyler, I can't recommend uh, best TA books. Um, I, I know there's a number of them out there. Uh, maybe some of the other members here can help you out on that. 
but like seriously, dude, Google has everything on TA that you need. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but you know, we, we will also be going over, um, you know, every angle of TA that we can in this group and be filling up these, uh, channels with resources for you guys. Hope that helps. Oh, and Dimitri has some uh, books that he's posting in there. Also, uh, TradingView has been putting together a really good Wikipedia on indicators.